Hey, welcome everyone to our Thursday, special Thursday edition of our midweek post, our midweek prophecy update. And man, I'm looking at things and going, is it really too good to be true? Well, it might be. We're going to look at some things, especially when you look at the picture behind me and some of the articles I'm going to share with you. Wow. And then thinking of last week in the update that I did about the train uh, that's coming from the Ben Gurion Airport to Jerusalem to deliver people to the temple to worship, thinking, wow, unbelievable. So I'm going to go there in just a second, so show you some more things. Um, but before that, I want to ask you to please download the app if you haven't done so already. It's absolutely free to download it. And a week from this Sunday night, we're going to be doing live streaming. We'll still be on YouTube and, and, uh, and elsewhere. However, if we get cut off, uh, from that point on, we're going to just going to be able to continue right there on the app and it'll be put out to Roku and various other places. So you'll still be able to watch it on your TV. And then uh, also I'll be able to take your questions. We'll be able to talk about things that I can't always talk about. So that's a week from this Sunday night. So make sure you, that you are ready for that. And also uh, please like and share this video. Um, I would really appreciate it. It really helps us uh, to be able to reach the world with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the fact that he came the first time and he's coming again, and that's what we're going to be talking about right now. So again, I think of the update that we had last week with the train coming from Ben Gurion Airport to uh, Jerusalem with the intent in the future to take people uh, to the temple to worship. And then you look at the picture behind me, you see the Dome of the Rock that is on, uh, on top of the Temple Mount. And then we have stories like this. Listen to this out of all Israel news. In gathering of the nations, record 60,000 Jews move to Israel this Jewish year. Folks, as we think about God saying, I'm going to bring them from the north, from the south, from the east and the west. I'm going to gather my people back again. And we watch what is happening. Friends, we live in remarkable days. And the things that are taking place in Israel right now just truly point to how remarkable it really is. And then there's this, record number number of Jews visit the Temple Mount. This is from uh, Israel 365 News. Uh, truly, you look at this and you go, record number of Jews going to the Temple Mount. Listen, I've been to the Temple Mount many times. They don't like Jews there and they don't even like Christians there. You're not allowed to have your Bible. You can't have a cross. You can't have a Star of David. I uh, certainly not going to let Jews on there who got a kippah. You're not allowed to pray there. If you're Muslim, you can do whatever you want, but not for the Christian, not for the Jews. And to see the excitement that is building. Okay, we have those things going on, right? Then we have this, also from Israel 365 News. Muslim nations moving towards peace with Israel and prophetic Ishmael, Isaac, reconciliation. Folks, I look at this and I think of Isaiah chapter 28 and the, the covenant that is coming. The, the, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 28, this covenant that the leaders of Jerusalem enter into with death, with Shul, with the devil himself to avoid a scourge that's coming their way. I believe that's the same covenant that is spoken of in Daniel chapter 9. This covenant with the many, between Israel and the many. And you look at this, the excitement to have a temple, the excitement to enter into peace, the excitement of having a train coming from Ben Gurion Airport to Jerusalem. And it's all centering around the Temple Mount and the temple, but it doesn't stop there. Listen, by now, we've all heard of the, the red heifers. 
uh, that have been the five of them coming from Texas all the way to Israel. And uh, what's the significance of that? Why is this a big deal? Folks, this is amazing. This is what Numbers chapter 19 says. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, this is the ordinance of the law, which the Lord has commanded saying, speak to the children of Israel, that they may bring you a red heifer without blemish in which there is no defect and on which a yoke has never come. So no blemish, no defect, no yoke. It's never been used for work. You shall give it to Eliezer, the priest, that he may take it outside the camp. Listen, that is significant. Outside the camp, and it shall be slaughtered before him, and Eliezer, the priest, shall take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle some of its blood seven times directly in front of the tabernacle of meeting, and then the heifer shall be burned in his sight. Its hide, its flesh, its blood, and its offal shall be burned, and the priest shall take, get this cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet and cast them into the midst of the fire, burning the heifer. And then it just continues to go on from there. Okay, so what is this all about, this red heifer? Why the excitement about the red heifer? What does numbers have to do with where we are today? I'm going to share that with you in just a minute. I'm going to give you the Bible's details. But another article, this one says, and this is one coming from last week. By now we've all seen it, but just listen to this. The Temple Institute and Bonet Israel made a huge step towards reinstating the temple service when five red heifers landed at Ben-Gurion International Airport. The red heifer was the main component in the biblically mandated process of ritual purification for impurity that results from proximity or contact with the dead body because the elements needed for the ceremony have been lacking since the destruction of the second temple. All Jews today are considered ritually impure, thereby preventing the return of the temple service. And then it goes on to describe how uh, the gentleman who is leading the search from Bonet, Israel, looking for the red heifer, going to Texas, being introduced to a rancher in Texas. And this rancher in Texas, so cool, I've seen the videos with him being interviewed, and, and he's quoted here, several years ago, the farmer is a devout Christian who became intensely interested in the biblical commandment of the red heifer. He began breeding cattle for this particular trait, the Numbers 19 trait. So when my team and I set out to search ranches in Texas for a red heifer, his were already better suited. Folks, this is remarkable. He even, this rancher in Texas knew because this can't be without blemish at all, he didn't tag the ears on these heifers, nothing. Okay, now with that, the Bible tells us, it teaches with us with no blemish, and it's be burned outside of the city, I want you to think of this. When you think of the Lord Jesus Christ, what is it? He was crucified outside the city. The red heifer is to be burned and sacrificed outside the city. You start connecting all of these dots and it becomes even more, America, uh, more incredible. In verse 6 of chapter 19, the priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet, scarlet, the reminder of blood. Though our sins are as, uh, as red, and though our sins are as scarlet, we may be white as, as uh, wool uh, by the forgiveness in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you have the scarlet thread of Rahab. You start thinking of these things, 
and the scarlet that is thrown into the burning place where the red heifer was, that's what was to happen. Cedar wood, we think of wood. Why would wood be thrown in there? What else do you have? The wood of the cross. What else do you have in here? With that's thrown in the burning of the red heifer. Hyssop, what was hyssop used for? If you, if you know the story from uh, the book of Exodus in the Bible, you know what happened is when the, the animal was sacrificed, the lamb was sacrificed, the Jews were to take hyssop and dip it in the blood of the sacrificed lamb and they were to paint their doorposts with that hyssop. What else? We see hyssop at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ with the, the, where the vinegar, uh, is, the hyssop is dipped in the vinegar and brought up to the mouth of Jesus. And you start looking at all of this and going, this is remarkable. And again, outside of the city, the red heifer is to be sacrificed. Red, again, the color of blood, connecting all of these different things together. Now, this is amazing. Okay, but what's the purpose of the red heifer? The purpose of the red heifer is for purification for the temple services. So out of these five red heifers, only one of them needs to be without blemish. Now, it's truly, when I look at a miraculous thing, if that happens, because if they have more than two hairs that are not red, just one of them does, is disqualified or any other blemish if they're harmed in the transportation from Texas to Israel. They're, they're blemished. They're no longer valid. They're disqualified from being part of the sacrifice. So there's five of them in the running. And there's only been, by the way, nine throughout the history of the world going up to the time when the sacrifices ended, uh, 70 AD. Only been nine from the time of this commandment in Numbers chapter 19 up until 70 AD. Uh, Jewish tradition says there's going to only be 10 and the 10th one will usher in the Messiah. I look at this and go, this is most interesting. I don't know what's going to happen with this red heifer. All five of these could be disqualified, but I do know this. All of these things point to the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know there's going to be a temple built in Jerusalem. We know there's going to be sacrifice that is taking place, which apparently it looks like the red heifer is necessary for the purification purposes. Uh, this is really amazing. There's going to be sacrifice taking place because it's going to be ended by Antichrist according to Daniel chapter 9. So you put all of this thing together. What do we have? The train from last week designed with the intent to, in the future, to bring people from Ben-Gurion Airport all the way to Jerusalem to worship at the temple. We have Muslim nations moving towards peace with Israel and prophetic Ishmael-Isaac reconciliation. I'm thinking Isaiah 28, Daniel chapter 9. We live in amazing days. What else do we have? Even more things also from Israel 365. I already mentioned it. Record number of Jews visit the Temple Mount. And then what else do we have? A record number of Jews making their aliyah, coming back home. Even if they never lived there before, they're returning to their homeland. They're Jews and they're returning to the homeland in fulfillment of the scriptures. Because the Bible's very clear. God says, I will bring them from every place that I have scattered them. Folks, get ready. I don't know when we are going to be called home, but I know Jesus is coming. I know his word is going to be fulfilled, and I know our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. But with all of this, all of these things are just proof that the Bible is true. Uh, the fact that all of the prophecies of the second coming of Christ are coming together, even looking at the red heifer, this is amazing. 
um, they're all coming together at this particular time while we watch all these other prophetic things being fulfilled, converging. They all point that the Bible is true, but the most important thing is that Jesus came the first time. And if you don't know Jesus who came the first time, uh, then understanding all Bible prophecy isn't going to do you any good because you must be forgiven of your sins. You must trust Christ because when Jesus came the first time, even the sacrifice of the red heifer points to his sacrifice outside of the city, hanging on the cross, dying for the sins of anyone who would believe in him, being judged for the sins of anyone who would believe in him. Listen, if you haven't trusted Christ to forgive you of your sins, surrender to him now. Ask him to forgive you of your sins and uh, trust in him. And if you're genuine and you meet it, you will be forgiven. But folks, it's not a coincidence that all of these things are happening. They're all coming together right now, all at the same time. Listen, I uh, hope to see you guys Sunday live. Looking very forward to it. God bless you. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.